This is the Rich Eisen Show. You don't have that like bookmarked at the top uh, of your I mean, the top I... of your Chrome. Live, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Man of his word. I will take less. I will help the team. I want to keep playing. Voila. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Co-host of Good Morning Football, Peter Schrager. Coming up. 2021 NFL Draft Prospect, Quiddy Pay. Plus, from the new film, Coming to America, actor Jermaine Fowler. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air, uh, Coming to America. We'll talk about a sequel that you thought would never get made. Here it is it's on Amazon, and you can stream it, and uh, starring Jermaine Fowler. Um, it's available to stream today only on Amazon Prime Video, and Jermaine plays uh, the role of Javel Johnson um, as uh, Prince, as uh, uh, the, uh, the character played by uh, Eddie... Murphy, Prince Hakeem, learns that he has a son with uh, Mary, who is played by Leslie Jones, <laughs> travels back to Queens and finds a son who's the, the heir to the throne, played by Lavelle Johnson, who's apparently, uh, played by Jermaine Fowler, uh, who's apparently a, a, a big MMA fan. So... You big, have something in common as well. Are you, are you royalty weekend. without you knowing it as well? I mean, I mean, my name's Temujin. I would think Temujin, so. the Prince of Altoona. Well, the that's Prince obvious. Altoona. That's obvious. You've got oh. the front page. Hold it up. Hold it up. Well, it's over there. Oh my god! I'll, I'll grab it real quick. Go for it. Just go there uh, before we get to the news update here. Chris Brockman Proud on the Rich Prince Eisen Show. He's uh, T.J. Jefferson. Okay. Holding up the front page of the Altoona Mirror from what day was this? I what mean, day was this? this was the day after the Super Bowl, so it's February 6th. Okay, very good. Eighth, All right. Whatever day that whatever is. Whatever it is. You below know. the fold. Hold up below the fold there towards the, uh, that's a picture of you. And, it's a little, uh, you uh, That's okay. Read off the headline. Read oh, off the headline. Oh, it says uh, Altoona native feeling blessed with life among the stars. Blessed among the stars. <laughs> front page of the Altoona Mirror. No so, big Mike, big. you made the headline too. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. you're not the Altoona native. Nope. No. You're the star. Yeah. And then, you know, you turn oh, to oh, page three. three. I continued on page oh, three. Hey, <laughs> you know, that is man. awesome, TJ. So, very good. So Very good. My mom's really happy about it, and that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? It's all that matters. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So you're the the prince of Al- the crown prince of Altoona, heir to the, uh, the throne of uh, the Altoona Mirror. I would like to think at this point I've, I'm making my way up the rankings. You I'm probably not are. quite the prince, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the jester. You know. TJ, <laughs> I have yet to see it. I am told there's a ton of cameos, but everyone's in it. They got the they got the band back together. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, John Amos, John I Amos, mean, McDowell's. I mean, you, come on, you know, Ryan no. McDowell's. I assume he's still doing it, right? Trying to steal James McDowell's Earl stuff. Jones. I mean, <laughs> who plays the king, right? Yeah, the king. Very good. And uh, Eddie Murphy and and Arsenio Hall, and again, Jermaine Fowler. Um, who is uh, who's a diehard MMA fan? He's from Maryland. Uh, we'll get to learn him a little bit, more, learn more of him a little bit more, and he'll be joining us shortly. Huge UFC card this weekend, Rich. What do you a, got for me? We got our buddy, friend of the show, Israel Yo, Adesanya. Adesanya. Okay, is this in is, is this uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he wants to scrape his manhood atop <laughs> John Jones, or he's still going to wait? You know, I'm not even <laughs> sure where. Manhood. I would imagine it is Vegas. Um, Man, yeah, he's he's actually. Moving up a weight class, he's challenging for the light heavyweight title. So, as you know, I root for him. Oh yeah, I love him. 
the last style. He loves ever. you. He touched you that dance. Uh, it is, guys. It's at the UFC Apex Center in yeah. Las Vegas. Oh, so he is in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's what he said. He saw the Raiders stadium being built. He has a vision yeah. that he wants he to. He wants, it's what he said. He <laughs> wants to, I, oh, I know. He wants to. Oh, just recount, everyone go to our YouTube page to see it. Just, yeah, his appearances on this show are phenomenal. And he said he, want, he had a vision of watching the Raiders stadium go up. He wants to fight in there. He wants to fight John Jones in there. And he wants to defeat him. And I asked him, what, he, what does defeat look like or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I sh- or... Or did he just volunteer that he, he wants to just, just volunteer? I he think he to, volunteered it, yeah. The words scrape was followed shortly by nuts, and then <laughs> and then John Jones's face was part of that whole Mad Lib mashup. I understand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Joe Rogan talking to the Beast UFC yeah. himself, beast. right? Yeah, Can't play the other part of that drop. But Mr. Lewis. Yeah. Talking he, about he was his, in his nether region. Yeah. That's right. He was, he was hot yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll have time for your phone calls as well as we uh, we finish up this uh, show to get to the All-Star Game, which I believe the selection process for the All-Star Game teams is part of Chris Brockman's news update. It is. That it starts is. right now. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. All right, Christopher, what do we have over Just real there? quick, guys, it's Friday. We've yet to talk about Russell Wilson, so we're just going to do it real quick right now. Well, take this, your time. This was yesterday afternoon. Diana Rossini reported that she has been told... Mm-hmm. The Seahawks are not shopping Russell Wilson, but calls made from other teams inquiring have been answered. What does that mean? That means X team calls Seattle, <laughs> says, hey, yes, what's it going to take to get Russell Wilson? That's why they're calling. And those phone calls from someone high up in yes. Seattle yes. have been picked up. Yes. Hello? Yes. Hi, we're calling about Russell Wilson. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> so, well, again, and then they chat for a little bit. Let's just and say then they hang no, up. Look, if I'm Joe Douglas, do I do I hide my uh, my number? Do I do I call as a private call? Does John Schneider not pick up private calls because he he must know who's calling him, right? You think if it's a cell phone situation, yeah, 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 he's yeah. calling so, the office phone. I don't know. You don't so, know who's calling the office so, line. So, does somebody call up and say, "Hi, I'm uh, I'm I'm with the New York Jets and I'm calling for Russell Wilson." I'm calling about. That's what I'm saying. Is what does that Wilson's mean that the calls were, were answered? That means hey, so, so they did we're not interested. hang up. They didn't hang up immediately. Yeah, it wasn't a hi. Is Russell Wilson so, available? No, bye. It was hi, Russell. Is Russell Wilson's so let's, available. Let's play act it. Let's play act it. Right. Let's play act it. So, so I'm John Schneider. John Schneider. Choose, ring 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 ring. Who should I be? Like uh, choose and choose any. I mean, most of the teams. Uh, are, no, you're Ryan Pace. Yes, you are of the Chicago Bears. You're desperate. So sound desperate. Sound desperate. I'm, I'm, All right. What, 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 are you, what are we holding on for? Waiting for the phone to ring. You can't answer nothing. Yeah. Hold on. We don't need that sound effect. Go ahead. Go ring, ahead. ring, ring, ring. Thank you. That's all we need. That's why you're in the Altoona mirror below the fold front page. That's why you're doing your job. Hi. Uh, can I... Oh, wow. What is oh, that? Hey, oh, I like is that. Is this War Games? What is this? Is that like a 1980 a ring on a princess phone? phone? That's Hello? a Hello? Hi, John. Yeah, it's, who's it's, uh, who's this? <laughs> hey, it's it's Ryan over at the uh, Chicago Bears. Oh, hey, Ryan. Hey. Your boy, you uh, you need uh, you need a lot, don't you? <laughs> you know, um... I need a few things, but you know, I was really thinking about like 
What's up with your quarterback? By the uh, way, for the radio audience, I love how we're both mimicking holding phones right now. I got a fist, and you've got the you've got the the four got finger, the finger pinky no, one. I got the okay. rock and roll. Yeah, you, you had a flip phone. Yeah, I had a flip phone. I had a flip phone. <laughs> Ryan Pace flip phone burner. And I've um, got the old Waltz is listening phone. Hello, Schneider is listening. Your right. quarterback uh, seems to be mm-hmm. saying a bunch of stuff recently. Like, yeah. what do you think it might take? Goodbye, to kinda... sir. <laughs> like, is that, that's what I'm. That's honestly, not that's happening, not, though. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, you know, just like you don't just hang up. There's a dialogue. So, so I'm going to assume the the not answering or they're answering. No, they are answering. Okay, the answering part is I'll hear you out. I'll write down the information and say thank you and politely then hang up. Is that what that means? Chris, because I think you because so they're not so it's not the other way around where hi this is John is Ryan there? Can I talk to Ryan? Yes. Can Ryan come to the phone? Like that's not happening. Yeah, they're no, not no, making no, they're, the calls, they're yeah, just receiving the exactly. calls. Exactly. They're not making calls. Teams are calling them and the calls are being answered. Yeah, I know because I'll always answer Ryan Pace's call as a general manager. But the this NFL. is different, Richard. This is not like so you so, be, so be Nick Casario. Be Nick Casario. Okay. And I'll be Ryan Pace. Okay. Hit sure. it, Mike. Hit it. No, he doesn't have it ready. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Seriously, people. Hello. No, Mike, just keep playing it. Because he's not going to pick up. Because it's not. They're not being picked up. Yes, but I'm that's always, the difference. No, but though. as a general manager, I'll always pick up the phone from another general manager. I have no idea if you're calling about Russ, about Deshaun Watson. I'm not. You calling might be about interested Will about someone else. I you mean, might you know be. What I mean? Who, how do I know? I'm going to answer your phone calls all the time. I'm not calling about David Johnson. He's not calling to see how the kids are doing. Well, I'm picking up the phone. I'm doing whatever Jack Easterby tells me to do. If Jack's saying pick up the phone, I'm going to pick up the phone. <laughs> All right, let's move on. By the way, Diana's information is, you know, is spot on. And I'm, I'm just, you know, wondering what, what does that mean? Is that they are, they're taking the information and they're gleaning the information. They're not cutting the person off. They're writing it down and, and taking it down. They're jotting down the information. And, you know, I'll, I'll pass it along to Pete. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Do people call collect anymore? No. Okay. What? What's but the next? Seahawks are big betting favorites for Russell Wilson to be playing next year. Minus twelve fifty. So no doubt. You know, Pete's the, turning seventy, man. I when mean, those odds though start to move, then you know, be worried, Seahawks man. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be concerned. There is some rep- some repairing of bridges or mending of fences that appears to be needing. Uh, I don't know. All right, just some quick uh, NFL offensive line notes. We got our first franchise tag. Panthers are expected to tag Taylor Moten, their offensive tackle, locking him up for what, next year. What, wait a minute. Whatever news article you're reading didn't use place or slap? No, this is from Ian. What did, uh, what, Ian how did you term it? Ian said Panthers expected to franchise tag Okay, using the, using Taylor it. Moten. So you're, he's using it as a verb. Yeah. When you franchise tag someone, that's using it as a verb. They haven't given up on long-term uh, contract uh, you know, extension. Okay. Yeah, that's the whole point. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kelsey has agreed to a new deal for 2021. He's going to come back. That's good news. That's good, good news, news for the Eagles. That's good news. We're for expected Jaylen to Hurts. cut uh, Zach Ertz any day now, unfortunately. Yeah. Chargers are shopping Trey Turner. He's due eleven and a half. He's million, good, man. So they don't. Yeah, Pro Bowl guard. So he's going to be on the market. All right. All right. NBA uh, All Star uh, teams were picked last night. Kevin Durant, LeBron, the captains. I really like this idea of picking picking the teams. It's super fun. Uh, but there was a little bit of controversy here at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the final two players picked out of the 24 guys 
Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. What do they have in common? They play on the team with the best record in the National Basketball Association. There you go, Rich Eisen. Donovan Mitchell went to Kevin Durant's team. LeBron took Rudy Gobert. LeBron, at the end, <laughs> kind of laughed when he said this. He's like, I just want to say something. No slander to the Jazz. Not you, at all. But you guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. <laughs> Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton were, we never would so have it's, picked it, those guys. So it's the franchise. Never. It's because they never... So can you put those teams up one more time, Don? <laughs> Kind of, Any of them, it doesn't funny. matter. So, I guess Durant played, he, he was, when he played video games, he played the Nets? <laughs> that makes no sense. Warriors, I'm sure, I'm sure Drazen guy. Petrovic was very difficult in the video game. Oh, Drazen Petrovic was the man back yeah. then. Uh, he was great at NBA Jet. Yeah. Come on. Also, man. Team Durant is going to get smoked. Come on, man. Come Maybe. on, man. Come on. By the way, I knew you, you're going to get into it. You're going to check it out on Sunday. I mean, how do you not want to see? I know. How sure do you not want to see it, what the but... Joker and Luka and Curry and Giannis and LeBron look like when they're I out mean... there on a starting five and then Damian Lillard off steps the bench, on the court off ben the bench? Simmons I mean, how do you want to look at that? All right. But yeah. you're taking Do- the, the son of Arvidas before you take Donovan Mitchell? Like that happened? Yeah. Okay. If Donovan Mitchell's pissed at the refs for not giving the proper respect, what are these guys? I mean, please use this, Jazz. Gobert and Quinn Snyder's one of the, the coach of Team LeBron, right? LeBron, LeBron was pretty guard heavy at that point, though, dude. It does. Please stop it, Donovan Mitchell. Let's let's come on now. I'm just saying. Let's use it. He, he honestly, if he's already using the refs, giving him the gate in overtime game prior to the All Star game is a sign of disrespect to the organization and the team that has the best record in the NBA at the break at both Durant and LeBron. Wait till they fill out their rosters. Filling them out. <laughs> Last one Last in. Last picks. The Mr. Irrelevance of the Superstar All-Star Weekend the Mr. are on the team with the best record in the NBA. This goes oh, right baby. into what Donovan Mitchell was talking about. Yeah, I know. Complaining about the refs. Exactly. By the way, him and Gobert got fined. Him and Gobert got fined for those comments. 25K for Mitchell, 20K for Gobert. Here we go. By the way, you're you're talking about arguably 24 of the best 30 players in the NBA, right? Yes. Someone's going to get picked last. Like it. It happens. It's going to. Like you can't. Both jazz players? But they're both on the same team and their team with the best record in the NBA that nobody. No, I mean, poor Donovan Mitchell. Shaq has him on. And just tells him he's not good enough. Yeah, Shaq basically. talked about that with Susie here, right? I didn't yeah, hear that yeah, part yeah. of the interview. Yeah. What did he say? Did he say it's that? It's just something that he does. You trying know, to motivate him, right? Yeah, no, no disrespect. I just don't kind know. of motivation I, thing. It's Shaq trying to show tough love. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. Saying? Tough love. Boy, come on my show and I'll say, I don't really believe in you. <laughs> That's tough for him to handle. Then he gets the gate before the end of the All-Star break. That's the way he goes in the break with the ref saying, you're out of here in a crucial game against the Sixers. With everything going on, and then you're out of here, and then all of a sudden, these chosen last, along with Gobert, they got to be pissed, and I hope they use it. It will be great. I will be. I will just be great.
But Rich, this is what I'm talking about earlier. Like you said, like, come on to my show and I'll disrespect you. Yeah. You're too nice to our guests, man. When they come in, yeah. tell Israel Adesanya, you know what? I don't think you're going to win this fight. Or <laughs> you tell, stink. Tell somebody, <laughs> oh, your movie? Uh, I watched it last night. Yeah, Wasn't that sucked. great. Yeah, Let's flip terrible. the script a little. Do what George <laughs> Costanzas did. Make it opposite, Dave, and we'll all be signing for eight. You know, 32 over eight. Honey buns. <laughs> Honey buns. Look at that. I like the kid. I don't want to do that, DJ. <laughs> And then lastly, uh, Blake Griffin and the Pistons have reached a buyout. Lakers, Clippers, Nets, Heat, Warriors. Sixers. All, all Sixers. Just go somewhere. I need the stats, man. My, my team's dying on the vine. The Rich Eisen show Dolan, uh, the Dolan wormholes of the Rich Eisen. You're in third place. Fourth. Oh, you dropped. Oh, I did. Okay, well, you guys are all guess what place you're not in, Rich. Okay. Uh, Don is like on coming on. I mean, Don's our best hope to take out Adam. Nobody's taking him out. I'm just trying to get out the basement. Dude, I got like, I picked up TJ. <laughs> TJ McConnell's been phenomenal, right? He had a triple double. With I know steals. 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 I know, and he and I thought that you know having twenty steals on one night would at least get me a point or half a point. It's not even close. That's the problem with year long fantasy teams. I'm not going to use up this break. I'm not going to use up this part to bitch about fantasy. I Just understand. go head to head. You don't hear about my bad beat in poker last night either. I understand. Ooh. Jermaine Fowler of coming to America is coming up next. The actor and comedian. I mean, what a dream role to be put into this highly anticipated sequel with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall and more. That's coming up next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. <laughs> yeah. 
Mike Del Tufo is standing at a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there and they don't know I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days. So I came up with an idea for an app called Just In Case that would be basically you download it and you could check in with this app and other people could see that A, you're alive still. You could basically be tracked with it. And in theory, basically it would keep you, you know, people knowing what's happening to you. Just to get the whole story yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this? You'd, a subscription per, per month. Oh, people are gonna pay per month. 99 cents per month, very cheap. $12 a year. <laughs> okay, so here's a scenario. Yep. Like you're in your apartment, you die. Don't you think the neighbors are going to smell your rotting corpse? <laughs> oh, no. There was actually a person in Santa Monica that sat for eight days, two buildings down from me, before people knew that that person was dead. That's the worst idea. I, it, not only does this have zero merit, I mean, the chance that people actually want to contemplate their mortality and pay 99 cents a month doing it is crazy. Think about it. If, you, if, you're, if your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably going to call the super and say, go check on his corpse. Like, think about it. They don't need 99 cents a but month for that. But in theory, wouldn't you want, would, if it's something you don't have to do, Mike, other people can check in? you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> like, who cares? But just in case. No, I won't care. There'll be a new guy. How does the app there know are, you're dead? The app doesn't know you're dead. You what have to tell it you're not the dead. The app would tell not you dead yet. that you're not checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your, your mother's in Florida. She could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone. If you're their kid, you don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. And if it's a kid, what? you know the kid. Well, if you think you're, if you're, if you're worried if your mother's happened. dead, why don't you call her? Well, call let's your say, mother, Mike. Call let's, your mother. But let's just assume that you, let's, you don't, you're not going to call. People don't call their mother and father that live 2,500 miles away Mom, every day. I just want to make sure you're not minutes. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, oh you want to know the exact moment your yeah, mother died. You can dies. check in. You know that they've actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So she logs Thank on and says, I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh, like, man. Are you, like, you know, Mike, horrifically bad. Really bad. Really bad. <laughs> I tried. Fun stuff, fun stuff. PeacockTV.com to get more Peacock. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show to watch everything. That has not been seen on Peacock Live. You can follow us on all of our social media at Rich Eisen Show, Twitter and Instagram and things of that nature. Facebook. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show, waiting for quite some time. Uh, Mark in Springfield, Illinois, will take your call. What's up, Mark? How are you? It's great to talk to you guys again. I'm great. Thanks Thank for you. joining. What's up, Mark? Oh, well, thank you, man. I, I uh, heard the conversation earlier that you were having about the overtime rules, and it got me to consider that they've been this way for such a long time. I think I, if I could remember, I was probably livid as a two-year-old boy and flashing forward to, like, Super Bowl 51. I kind of feel like in my higher register, do we really want to see a coin flip at the end of that? No, we don't. We don't. I want to see the coach's coach. We just don't. I mean, I, I, I don't understand where the, where the concept of overtime has been so 
uh, overwrought over the last few years that the fix for anything that might be wrong is to go back to the way it was. I, I don't understand that. I would love to thank, and thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Call back soon. I'll, t- I'll tell you why people hate overtime and the changes to it. I'll tell you exactly why. Why? Because the two times where the team got the ball first and then went right down and scored were the Patriots. It happened in the Super Bowl and it happened in the AFC Championship game. And people don't like that. Because people don't like New England. <laughs> I'm, Come way, on, tell me I'm, Chris. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. But that's what people are saying. I'm talking about what leads to an actual proposal by serious people in the NFL just, in front of their saying. serious colleagues. It's not like, you know... We're not talking you don't think about other owners don't hate New England dude, too, dude. NFL rule changes aren't <laughs> born out of a you know the cask and flagon or whatever you're go- talking like Sully and Fitch swapping stories, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, Jealousy and envy. Oh my gosh, I just don't have a problem with the way things are currently constructed. I don't have a single issue. No, the only only problem I have is, is that is that they've curtailed the amount of time for right. the overtime right. period because they don't want these guys on the field for they don't want them playing five quarters. It's a smaller, shorter yeah. time period. So if the first team gets it, doesn't score. Second team gets it, doesn't score. Then suddenly it's a crazy situation yeah. where the third, like there's very rarely a fourth possession, and the. Th- so whoever does win the coin toss does get the advantage of getting the ball last if there is a swapping of That's true. Well, remember that, that was the whole controversy with the Eagles this year because Doug Peterson played for the tie. That was against Cincinnati early on in the season. That was crazy. But that was actually coming home to help them for a while. That's what I mean. That's why he said was, that he did it. You know, it's better for us to tie this game than to lose it. Keep the overtime rules the way it is. Just keep it the way it is. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it at all. Okay, well, here's this crazy new rule that I teased. Yeah, what, what, what is that all okay, about? Okay, so the Ravens, <laughs> Ravens proposed a spot and choose rule in overtime that could drastically change it. So according to the rule change would replace the kickoff, the team that wins the coin toss would have two options. Choose to start the period on offense or defense or choose where the ball gets spotted. So why wouldn't they the choose to start start the ball? Because if they choose to where the where the ball gets spotted, the other team gets the ball there. Okay, this is this is a little too on the fly, three dimensional for me here. Yes, I'm trying to figure out. I totally understand. So that. I it's confusing. I want the ball. Okay, so you start on your own one yard line. Is that the way it goes, or that you choose to whoever? They How, choose who first. goes first? Right. If you win, the, win toss, the toss, you choose first. You you win the toss, and you say, "Cool, I want the ball on the twenty-five yard line." And the other team goes, "Cool, we'll take the ball," because their choice was where the spot is. I don't know. I need to read up a little bit more on this. You think teams can't manage timeouts and? Oh please, I'm going a little nuts just trying yeah, to figure exactly. that out. Coming to America is available to stream today only on Amazon Prime Video. Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are back, and the heir to the throne of the good royal country of Zumunda uh, is played by the actor and comedian Jermaine Fowler, who joins us here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Jermaine? I'm good, man. How are you? Damn straight you're good. What a gig this is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, man. You tell him, dude. It's awesome. I mean, so... Um, 
when did you first see the original? Do you have a memory of when you first saw the original, Jermaine? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Um, I first saw it probably when I was nine, uh, nine or eight, maybe ten. You know, uh, it was always playing around my house. Um, then I just snuck in the living room, uh, put the VHS tape in, and watched it, and just fell in love. Well, I mean, you know, um, obviously getting into a role and needing to look at somebody that you're playing with as royalty might be tough, but not, I guess, when it's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly, dude. I mean, yeah, man. that's royalty that you, that you were hooking up with. How did you learn that you were up for this and go about the process of getting this gig, Jermaine? Uh, you know, just like any other actor auditioning for a role, um, I went in. Um, read the lines for uh, Craig, Craig Brewer, and uh, he was the best like person I've ever you know read lines for in the room. He's the uh, chillest, uh, most patient director I've ever been around. And uh, you know, I didn't think I'd get the role, but when I walked out of there, I was confident that me and Craig would do something together, um, just because we hit it off so well. Right. And then um, I found out that I you know I got the role from um, Boots Riley, uh, the director of Sorry to Bother You. And um, he told me because he was at the All Black Film Festival in Miami and uh, the producers were down there talking about my audition and uh, he just had the scoop before my managers and agents at the time, which was crazy. So that's, that's how I found out. And uh, what was your first conversation with Eddie Murphy like, Jermaine? Uh, my first conversation with Eddie was at his house like a couple of years ago, actually. We, we hung out, you know, um, at his crib um, um, numerous times before we even, you know, really got to work together. Um, we okay. Watched, you know, yeah, so it was like we already kind of had a rapport. Uh, me and his son, we write together. Um, he's a really good writer. His name is Miles. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, Eddie would show up and, you know, hang out in the living room or the kitchen and just watch TV with us and we just <laughs> talk about random shit, you know. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So when you when you were there, if I had told you after the first time that you were uh, writing with, with Miles and uh, maybe leaving the Murphy Mance for the first time, if I'd met you as you were heading to your car, hey, guess what? You're going to play his son in the sequel to Coming to America. Eddie's not only going to do it, but he's going to do it with Arsenio Hall and John Amos and James Earl Jones, and you're going to play his son. What, if, what would you have told me if I told you that? Uh, I believe you. I, I love it. Believe you. Um, it's crazy. Uh, it's, you know, my mom has always kind of prepared me for this moment. Um, when I was younger, my mom would always have me, um, practice my autograph when I was a kid. Um, just practice it, you know, when I was a little kid, cause uh, she knew I wanted to be an actor and she wanted her kids to be successful. She knew, um, that practicing your autograph was just like the first step and just, you know, solidifying your identity and, you know, or your confidence in, you know, in, in yourself and what you do. And, um, I got into acting because of Eddie, you know, I wanted to be an actor because of him. Um, I wanted to make movies uh, at a very early age and he's definitely one of the reasons why. So I definitely was a very confident, obnoxious dude <laughs> when I was younger. I'm going to work with Eddie one day. I'm going to work with Eddie one day. And um, here I am, man. I, I would have definitely believed you if you told me that. Jermaine Fowler here on the Rich Eisen Show. How, how close is your mom to uh, the Leslie Jones? Is Any similarities? Because she plays your mom in the film. Anything? Not at all. <laughs> no. Nah, my, <mom, laughs> my mom is tall, though. My mom was taller than my dad, so my dad was a little self-conscious about that. But my mom was tall. Uh, Eddie and uh, not Eddie, excuse me. Leslie and my mom are complete opposites. But the the one similarity they have is that they don't 
care what people think about them. Okay. Um, they, they, they own a room. She commands your respect and your attention when she walks in the room, and she is hilarious. My mom is the funniest person um, that I've probably ever known. So she, she, doesn't, just, yeah. she doesn't record MSNBC and yell at the screen and put it on Twitter like Leslie Jones? <laughs> your mom doesn't do that? <laughs> no, no, she did, no, my mom didn't do that. She mostly just drank wine and painted. <laughs> okay, very good. I love it. Very good. She was pretty chill. No, that's not my mom. <laughs> she is funny. Leslie Jones is funny, 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 I funny. I mean, I know. You, who you talk? Yeah, man. She's she's awesome, man. It was a pleasure working with her and Tracy, man. That's two people I really Tracy looked up Morgan, to. Morgan, that's right. I mean, Tracy Morgan in this. Wesley Snipes in this as well. John Amos, you want to talk about uh, royalty as well? Uh, who was the easiest on the set to crack up? Jermaine. Uh, the easiest? Yeah. Uh, I would say the easiest to crack up on set was probably i think it's leslie like i think it's leslie because she just has this obsessive energy about it like you know mm-hmm. we had a good time together like our job was to be mom and son yes and so i really had a good time with her we just we made each other laugh she made me laugh the most uh arsenio would sometimes whisper in my ear a joke before we would do a take and you know i had to hold it together because he just knows he just he, arsenio's hilarious and then you got tracy who's just a character and you know what i mean like everybody just is funny, you know. You got Lou Nell and Rodney Perry. Like the the, the cast is stacked for a comedian, so you just can't keep a straight face sometimes when you're around. Them. Jermaine Fowler here on the Rich Eisen show. So, what was it like uh, around the set uh, in downtime? Or did you shoot this during COVID, or is this before the pandemic? Or oh when did you shoot no, this? thank God we didn't. We shot this way before COVID. Good. Uh, 2019, late 2019, and uh, you know we were it was. It was a different time then. <laughs> no, I know. So that's why I, that's why I asked because I'd love to see what it was like around the set. You know, when you're just hanging out with all of these folks. Um, it was it was no, good. it was a very beautiful atmosphere. Um, Eddie really invited such a loving, caring, welcoming atmosphere, and he's just a great guy on and off set. So he dictated that. You know, um, he's a great guy, and um, it was wonderful to be there, man. Everybody just went. It was like a party. It was like a family reunion, to be real. I love that. You know, I, I, here's what I would have done. I don't know if this is professional or not, but I would have gone up to James Earl Jones and asked him to record the outgoing message on my cell phone. I would have done uh, that. See, they shot uh, James's parts in New York. That's where he lived. Mm. You know, James is in the 90s, I believe, so yes. he ain't going to fly down to Atlanta. So they went to James because he's royalty. You know, he's real. He's royalty. <laughs> he said, you guys come to me. And uh, they... <laughs> They went to James, did his scenes, and that's how good James L. Jones is. Like, you don't even know he's in New York doing his parts. Like, it feels like you he's with everybody else. And he's such a powerful presence oh my uh, gosh. In, this mo- in any movie. But in this one, it really just added so much depth um, and, and gravity when he would just speak. And, oh, God, he's just so perfect. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, uh, I would have loved to have met him and, uh, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't get to. Unfortunately. Well, congrats on everything, Jermaine. Um, what do you want people to know about this? Because um, you know, it's just it's just hitting right now, and um, you know, I know there's tons of cameos. Personally, I'm hoping that there is a barbershop scene at the end that's really long. Um, <laughs> and uh, what, what do you want people to know about this, Jermaine? I want them to know that we had a great time filming it. Uh, we're so proud of it, and it's a worthy predecessor to the original. Um, I think they're going to love. Uh, the, uh, just, just the elements of nostalgia and, and the cameos. Eddie's, it's Eddie, man. Eddie, who, who wouldn't want to watch Eddie be funny? <laughs> who, who wouldn't? So that's that, man. So go enjoy the film with your family and friends and just have a good laugh. We all need it. All right, and if you could choose one Eddie Murphy stand-up, what would you do? What, 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 
what would you have, Jermaine? Uh, you mean seeing a special? Which one? Yeah, yes, which special? I think I know which one it would be. But uh, and and give well, me the give me the special and the and the and the and the bit from the. From oh, okay, the, okay. Give me uh, which one you, you the, would choose. <laughs> the special that got me in comedy is definitely uh, is definitely raw. Raw. And, um, okay. Yeah, that's the special. And uh, my, the bit that's always made me laugh was the Rocky bit. Rocco, like that's always made me laugh. <laughs> See, I would, I would, I, I would go delirious. That's my, that's my Eddie Murphy go-to is the de- de- delirious. But delirious, you can't, you can't go wrong choosing either one of them, man. I mean, either one of them. Delirious. Listen, delirious is my favorite one. It's just raw got me into it because I saw it first, you know. But the saw delirious and right. that one. I mean, that's the, uh, my favorite bit in delirious. Got to be, um, um. Ah, uh, it's got to be the singer bit about, um, Jermaine, stop teasing. Like, that's probably one of my favorites. Well, I, I appreciate you choosing a clean one. <laughs> I'm just holding my breath. You know, the honeymooners and everything. Uh, okay, so um, before I let you go, I'm told you're a big MMA fan. Do you have any thoughts on the upcoming weekend's slate? Of- I got some predictions, dude. Um, it's going to be a great card. I'm, I'm really impressed by the card, uh, even the undercard. I think... Um, uh, I'm gonna start with Islam and Dover. Uh, I gotta go with Islam, but Dover is, is gonna be a good fight. I think. I think it might be fight of the night, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every fight's gonna go by pretty quickly. Um, I think Aljamain. I want Aljamain to win. Uh, I like Aljamain. I thought his fight with uh, Corey Sanhagen was amazing, uh, and Corey's great too. Uh, he might be coming back uh, right after those two amazing wins. Um, so I'm gonna go Aljamain over P- uh, Piotr Jan. Okay. <laughs> And then you got uh, well, you got Amanda Nunez versus uh, Megan Anderson. Yes, I'm gonna go. I gotta go Amanda because I just because what she did to Cyborg was insane. Like I've never seen Cyborg take that much damage like that before. So I think she's gonna do the same thing to Megan. But it's gonna be a tough fight, I think. Too. I think it's, I think it's gonna be a tough fight. Have uh, you, Megan's dope. Have you ever thought of doing it yourself? Yeah, man. My dad taught me how to fight when I was four. Taught me how to box, and um, I got older. You know, uh, I never liked to fight, but I didn't mind it because <laughs> of where I was from. Okay. Um, I always had to stand up for yourself. When I moved to L.A., I got into jiu-jitsu uh, at Clone Gracie's gym in Culver City, and then um, I got into uh, kickboxing. But I'll always love boxing, always. And MMA, I love MMA. But kung fu, I taught myself kung fu when I was, like, in eighth grade. What do you mean you, <laughs> taught, what do you, mean you taught yourself kung fu, Jermaine? Uh, it don't sound strange, but I used to go to the library and uh, pick up kung fu books and uh, just read them and learn the stances in my in my bedroom. And uh, because I was training to kick my dad's ass, uh, that's what I was training to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but I, you know, and I gotta go. Um, I I, I think I gotta. Uh, I, I think Polish power might win. Uh, might win t- uh, tomorrow night. I think uh, I okay. think Jan might might pull it off. What do you think, TJ? My he's my UFC two fifty nine expert. What do you think of these choices, uh, uh, TJ? Jefferson? I like his choices. I think he's pretty spot on. I'm I'm literally you know I'm kind of torn with the Jan Israel fight. Uh, I know that's a tough one. I have a hard time betting against Izzy, um, even though he's going up. Oh, in you weight. should. You should. That was a tough decision for me too. I didn't. I, like, but every time I think Izzy, like you know, every time Izzy faces like a, you know a power guy. What does he do? He, he upsets them. You yeah. Know? So I can you can pick Izzy. Like it's, I think it's fine. And my only issue is he's going up in weight. Uh, that's it. You know. And, and Jan isn't a joke. Like people sleep on Jan too. Like everyone's doubted Jan since he you know 
since the beginning mm-hmm. and look at him now. So I'll tell I, you, you what, can't go wrong with either fighter. Izzy could be in coming to America three. I'll tell you that. That Maybe, guy, ooh. he is hilarious. Yeah. He's funny, dude. By the way, he is he is laugh out loud hilarious. I Izzy. like Izzy, man. Izzy's dope. He'd be a dope. I think he'd be great to have him. If they do a third one, I think he. I would love to okay. love to do a scene with him. Well, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Well, yeah. I don't know. Did you ever talk UFC with Judd Hirsch on the set of Superior Donuts? I think not. That's why you come on a show <laughs> like this, Jermaine. But Judd, Judd can fight. No, Judd, Judd's got an attitude problem. <laughs> what? Judd Hirsch has an attitude problem? What are yeah, you saying? Man, not, not in a bad way. Like, if you get on Judd's bad side, he might slap you. Like. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Judd's from New York. Judd's from New York, baby. You don't mess with no New York. Oh, I think no, he's from Brooklyn don't. or the Bronx or one of those. So, don't mess. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you've uh, had a hell of a career so far. Good luck uh, moving forward. Come back on the show anytime. And I can't wait to uh, catch Coming to America uh, as soon as I'm able. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Jermaine. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Right back at you. Jermaine Fowler in Coming to America. I guess Coming to America 2? 2, yes. Or is it Coming 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 to to America. America? Right. Which I'll be watching around two o'clock this afternoon. Okay, well, I I look home. at you. Yeah, I gotta wait for Cage to go. To and bed. two salud. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he can. Oh. They can do. I won't be doing that at two o'clock this afternoon. Nah, me neither. Nah. Can't imagine that's the way I'm tapping out. Hey, everybody, Dad's got to watch a movie <laughs> in the middle of the afternoon. But, on a Friday. Please try that and see how it I goes don't want out. to. Please try. No, it. <laughs> I don't want to, sir. I've got a lot more free time than you guys. Eight four four two zero four. Rich will wrap up the show and uh, head to the weekend. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. <laughs> Dad, no. Back in a moment. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I can see the smile actually through the phone with yes. uh, Michigan leaping over us today at number two, huh? Well, as you know, it's just uh, it's just a number right now, and it's how you do over the next few weeks, right? <laughs> hey, spoken like a coach. I like that. Yeah. Well, well stated. Michigan and us in the final four. I'm good with that. You good with that? Okay? I, will, I will sign for you that, sir. The, deal? the usual thing that I hope of my guests, the Rich Eisen Show bump. 
Um, that I'll be a bit conflicted on that day, but I think you'll you'd understand that. I, I definitely understand it. So as long as we don't play Michigan, just cheer for the Bears. I, I've noticed that uh, in the bubble, uh, NBA head coaches stop wearing suits, and now that they're out of the bubble, they're still not wearing suits. I just think what's next is the coach is trying to monetize it somehow <laughs> instead of wearing team gear. You know, they sell sure. the patches on the the jerseys. Yeah. Why not sell the front patch? Of the sweatsuit. Does your brother love, he's loving the, the dress down? Before you know it, he may be with flip-flops over there on the sideline, you know, with some snacks on a table, too. You never know. <laughs> My gosh, Steve, when when did you first start uh, chit-chatting with J.J. Watt? Well, as soon as he was uh, officially released, uh, you know, immediately took a look at the film, and I certainly pulled out all the stops. Guys like our friend Frank Caliendo and Hop and <laughs> even your new jingle, Blake Shelton. <laughs> How did Caliendo help? How did Caliendo help in this process? Uh, he probably impersonated John Gruden and said that Steve Kime had interest and made some sort of funny. I guess Blake had something to do with it because we saw his tweet. I'll be fielding all inquiries on behalf of you. He mentioned Steve Kime. Yeah. Our first yeah. statement is as follows. Quote, unquote, other teams can suck it. I'm always trying to keep it at the G level, G <laughs> rated level. But, uh, you know, Blake sort of has a mind of his own. I said to Kime, uh... J.J. Watt's available. You want to get him? <laughs> and, uh, I'm joking with Kime. He's like, do it. Do it. And, like, I can feel Kime's beard coming through the phone. All right, so I text J.J., hey, Kime won't leave me alone, okay? It was just a text? It wasn't a video or anything like that? He just... He, no, he, no. Uh, when Steve said he probably... Frank probably sent the J.J. a video of Groot. I'm like, yeah, that would be a real good sales point. Hey, come out here to the Arizona Cardinals where I'm not the coach, man. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on with Russell Wilson? I knew exactly when there was just like a second pause. I was like, and now we're going to transfer <laughs> into the anxiety-prone topic of Russell Wilson. I feel like I need to give Russell a call at this point and um, get a little intel. I don't know what that's going to change, but right. maybe I could work some of my magic and nice. get him to stay. It's magical up here. Definitely Russ feels the magic. And I think that they're going to work it out. I, I honestly think that he's going to be with the Hawks next year. I agree. I had to put money on it. Fun week, man. Fun, Woo. fun week. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show to see all the full interviews with all of that. It was great having Steve Kime on, and then he drops Caliendo, and then we have Caliendo on the next day, and so much fun. Fun week here, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Take some phone calls before we get out of Dodge here uh, on this Friday. Let's go to... Uh, Bean in Orlando, Florida. What's up, Bean? How you doing? Thanks for taking my call, Rich. You go. I have a quick question for you. Why Why do you think the media, especially those at the big-time networks, are rooting so openly for Dak and his negotiations with the Cowboys? To hear them day after day, they rip into Dallas for not signing my rating, just trashing Jerry Jones. Set aside that he's coming after a devastating injury, that he's 1-8 versus playoff games the last two years. And last year, before he got hurt, he had four touchdowns and four interceptions in the first half of games when they fell behind. And this is speaking as a Cowboy fan. I just don't understand why everyone, they're rooting for him so much to get all this money. Well, here, here's your, hold on, before, before you go, um, okay. hold on. Um, uh, your aunt, you ask a question, I'll, I'll answer. Um, it's not rooting for it. It's just also, we also, those who have interviewed him or met him, we, we genuinely like him. And that, that is, you know, obviously you, you need to tell it as you see it. And uh, obviously you can point out that Dak has not beaten teams that have made the playoffs and that he did uh, perform very well in his first year when it was still Romo's gig. And he had a dynamite first 
month of the season before he hurt himself. Um, so I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and he is not. I mean, I don't think he's top five in the NFL, but he is the best option for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think he can actually win a Super Bowl for them, and he also knows the community. So I'm not I, – I, I always root for athletes getting what they think they deserve, always. I do that for anybody. Um, but what I'll flip it on you and ask you what 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 op you want you want Andy Dalton running it back or what do you what do you want as a Cowboy well, fan? Well, I, I want a reasonable price so they can still have money under the salary cap. Well, that's like, on that's on the Cowboys to figure that one out. And well, they can. Right. It's on, you know, I mean, it's he, he won't be the first one to make a ton of money. I mean, and look at look at what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. Not a single soul is sitting here wondering about whether Kelsey or Hill or um, Chris Jones can be kept. You know, I mean, it's possible. You don't like Dak, is what you're saying? No, I like Dak, but I like Dak at thirty-five to thirty-seven million, and not at forty to forty-two million. That's the problem. I guess they should have signed him a couple of years ago, then, huh? Bing? Well, he, they did. They offered him thirty-seven million dollars last year for five years, and he wanted four years. So that's. I just. It seems there's more this year than any other any other NFL quarterback that the media is completely on his side. It just doesn't make and his stats don't, you know, that's what I it's my perception. Thanks for the call. Being appreciated. It's uh being in Orlando. See now that's a nuanced conversation. He came with he came in hot, mm-hmm. blame the media, of which I'm part. Um, and then we we hashed it out and um it's all good. Now you're saying I should treat him like garbage and or agree with him about his hot take and we'll get more clicks. I mean, you know, that's Is that your new that's your new higher register, right? It seems to be the way of sports talk radio. But you know, it's funny that he said he doesn't understand why everyone seems to like Dak. And I'm like, that should tell you something right there. We're in this world, Chris, where, you know, everyone wants to trash talk everyone else, and here's a guy who most people genuinely like and want to see succeed and want to see thrive. So I don't know why you would question. Yeah. When he got hurt, there wasn't more universal praise of people. No, I know, but, but he's he's a Dallas Cowboy fan and he turns on uh, NFL network first because Bean did sound smart at the very Mm -hmm. least. Um, And, or ESPN or FS1 where two people are taking similar argument sides and barking at each other or or having a nuanced conversation, depending on the show. And he's sitting there and he's seeing pretty much everyone saying Dak deserves what they get. And he's sitting there thinking, well, if he gets what he deserves, my team's going to stink because the salary cap. Well, that's on the Joneses. Right. Everybody's got the same issue filling out the puzzle pieces of their of their cap situation. And <laughs> and so maybe he's sitting there saying, what's going on with the media? And I I, I guess I can pick that up. But. I've met the kid. I think he's really, really good. And I think he uh, comports himself in a certain way that in the NFL, you put those two things together and it's your time to get paid. You should get paid. That's it. Now, so you have to look at, like, that's you know? the face of your franchise and you want somebody like that to be the face of your right. franchise. And plus, coming off of that injury that was so know, gruesome, like, you him. want him to come back. And, and we're, you know, we're also, you know, saying the same thing about Deshaun Watson, you know? And uh, earlier today uh, on our show, we, we play acted uh, you, Chris Brockman, calling John Schneider up and or you, Chris Brockman, being another general manager, calling up Nick Casaria. We have exclusive Rich Eisen show sound. Yeah, I got it in. Of oh. the Texans reaching out to Deshaun Watson. Oh, go for it. We're sorry. You have 
reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. If you feel you have reached this recording in uh, error, please check yeah. the number and try your call again. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we tame that by legal means? I don't know. I need to I need to check with the, the new, I, I need to yeah. check with our news desk. Adam and El Segundo, is this our call screener chiming in uh, here uh, to wrap up our our week? You there, Adam? Rich, I've got a story to tell you guys from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm, I'm driving down the street in Playa del Rey after the show. I stop for gas. I'm doing my thing at the gas station. I look up, and who do I see? The Zen master, Phil Jackson. Is that right? feet away from me. No Phil kidding. Phil pumping his gas on a Thursday afternoon. And so... Me growing up in Chicago, I was freaking out inside. I was trying to play it cool. I didn't want to be like Chris Farley in the SNL sketch. Yeah. You know, where I would be like, remember that time with Michael when he hit that shot? I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. But, so what happened? But I was freaking out. So, so I said to him, I, I just kept it cool. I was like, how's it going, Phil? He said it was good. And then I mentioned where I grew up. I grew up in Deerfield where the Bulls uh, practice facility used to be, the Birdo Center. At that point, he opened up. Oh, and so he who? asked me. Yeah, and so he's very, you know once once he realized I was from Chicago, he was very friendly. He asked me what they're doing at the Birdo Center now. Um, he told me he hasn't been to Chicago in in about ten years. Um, I described to him about the renovations to the United Center. So it was crazy. I couldn't believe I was talking to him, uh, and I didn't want to get a picture at first. I didn't want to be the dude to ask. But for you a have to. You yes. don't. You hear me, Adam? You've got to go for it with the, with a selfie when you have an opportunity. You have to go with it. There was another dude who didn't even talk to him. who just randomly of went up course. To him and got a picture. So I said, now's my time. Yes. And so I, I asked him for that picture. He gave me the picture. Hey! And, hey! and he looks genuinely pleased to take that photograph with you. Oh, yeah. You could tell from his facial expression. <laughs> well, well, uh, well done, Adam. No, That's but, you know, dope. In, in all honesty, he was, he was very cool. friendly. Uh, and it was an honor to meet Phil. He's the man. Um and that's my new picture for when I call in, like I said in the group text yesterday. Yeah. We were using the old one. No, hold on. We, no. we were using the old one when you called in, but I do believe Sean Mitchell of the Rich Eisen Show production staff has actually made one up. Can uh, you put it up see. there, Don? I'll read it out to you because it's 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 really, I think, uh, accurate and, and spot on. Do you, do you have that, Don Bowie? You want to put that up there on the screen here, please? That would be wonderful. It is a photograph of you with Phil, and it says, Adam the Call Screener, long-suffering Bears fan. And it now says, once badgered Phil Jackson into taking a selfie with him at a Marine Del Rey gas station. Oh, wow. So be careful what you wish for, Adam. You now have it on the oh, phone. Well done. Oh, man. Acting like I'm a stalker. No, no, no. Phil, Phil drove up first. Oh, I'm very good. Right, thanks for the call, Adam. Appreciate it. That's Adam. Nah, uh, literally, as the just, crow flies, I about mean, thirty feet tremendous. away from us. You know what annoyed me about that story? That is my gas station. That's oh, right around the corner from my house. In and, his, in his home, in your home, and, and where I, TJ goes and gases up his car. And Adam and I left at the same time yesterday. Oh, and I, you could have had it. I could have had it, but I went to go to the bullpen LA mean, to look at baseball cards, and I missed much. it. It doesn't mean as much to you. It just doesn't no, but I would have liked to see Phil down there at the gas oh, station. We, cre- we created another one. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Should be screening calls right now instead of lamenting to Rich about his disappointing sports teams. That's another one. Well, that's the old these, photograph. Yeah, yeah, like Don Bowie said his pictures never change. That's Rich, the so. way we roll we into the old. weekend. 
Thanks for taking in this week right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll see you next week. It's going to be a busy NFL week. We'll be back to take you to brother from another if you're watching on Peacock in a moment. Thank <laughs> you. 